Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast, and we back, man. I am your host, Savage the Great. Had to take some time off, man. Had to do a little bit of deep dive and a little bit of thinking, but we're going to continue this podcast. If you guys listened to the, the last podcast, you know it was about Nipsey Hussle, and that was right when he died, maybe a couple of days after. This one is a little bit after the funeral and after the celebration of life and after the procession and, you know, things that are coming out about him. So I feel like I'm a little bit, you know, better versed in speaking about this one than the last one, because a lot of things came out. A lot of things had a chance to breathe. So first, we're going to start with the celebration of life. Celebration of life was Nipsey Hussle's basically his funeral, his memorial that was held at the Staples Center to a packed crowd. The shit was sold out in like five minutes. I got online at 10 o'clock. They went on sale at 10. I was online at like 10. And the little, the app tells you, hey, wait in line. Your turn is coming to get a ticket. By the time that shit got to me at like 1040, it was already sold out. And people were saying, oh, well, it told me at 1010 they were sold out. It told me at 1015 it was sold out. So that's how fast those tickets moved. And a lot of people was doing bitch shit. A lot of people was getting tickets and then trying to resell them on craigslist and trying to resell them on ebay and offer up and like that's goofy shit man like they were free tickets to a memorial like people try to capitalize off of all types of crazy shit and then at the memorial it was people selling bogus shirts and bogus hats and getting their shit taken by the people that was up there because it's a respect thing right the man owned the clothing line so if you wanted to support his clothing line, you would go to the marathon, the, the marathon store or go online and order some shit. I ordered a shirt. It ain't going to come for a while because I know they had crazy back orders. So it ain't going to come for a while. But that's cool. But I'm not going to buy no uh, print and press shit in front of the funeral. Like, come on, man. That's some goofy shit. And I'm glad people was taking a counterfeit ass shit. So check this out, man. Once the funeral started, it was live streamed on Tidal. I watched it on Tidal. It was free for non-users and users alike. So, you know, everybody got to watch it for free. A couple of channels carried it. A couple of networks, BET, they carried it commercial free. All that good stuff, right? Like people, this is one thing, man. When you're when you're remembered as a good person, people kind of, you know, people kind of come to bat for you. Like it was a bunch of different stories in these publications about them. And it, there were good news and good news on these networks and good news in the media and shit. Like when you're a person like that, that doesn't have any bad press, no one can pull out an ex baby mama saying shit, crazy shit about you or no dirt that you did. When you're just a solid individual, that energy is returned. I'm telling you in this clickbait, in this crazy ass world that we live in where people are just trying to monetize anything and get a dollar off of anything that man pretty much had a flawless victory a flawless record in the media they didn't try to demonize him they didn't try to bring up his game banging history they didn't try to bring up his his past arrest they didn't try to bring up none of that shit all you heard about was the charities and you know the investments and the music and it, it was like all good things so once the funeral started it opened with um, a reverend and he was talking about him it was a beautiful setup they had the casket there lined by a bunch of flowers and they had a reverend talking of course and then marcia ambrosius sung and you know that touched my heart they had 1500 or nothing as the band and they had dj battle cat as the mc and if you don't know who dj battle cat is that is west coast los angeles royalty battle cat he is a producer he worked a lot with corrupt and pretty much if uh, artists is from the west coast they fucked with Battle Cat. Battle Cat is just like 
he's that guy on the west legendary like you have premier like dj premier on the east coast that's our battle that's our west coast battle cat is our is our premier that's how it is on the west battle cat is our premier and of course you got like dj Pooh and all that but battle cat is that guy so he was pretty much doing the MC and you know introducing the different people and you know talking to the band and letting them play after that they had nipsey's mom come up they had his dad they had lauren london and his sister along with their kids and you know his daughter couldn't even give words man his 12 year old or you know the older one i'm not sure of her exact age but the older one couldn't even say anything man couldn't even say anything but his stepson which is lauren's son you know he he was pretty much telling the story that nipsey came to him in a dream and you know that he's in paradise and that he's doing well and that he's in a better place really and you know, Nipsey's, he has a two-year-old son and his son took the mic and started, you know, blabbering on the mic. Like it was crazy because it was a bunch of highs and a bunch of lows. Like you would hear people's stories about Nipsey and they'd be like, damn, man. But then they would say something funny about him or something. It, it was just a bunch of ups and downs watching that, especially when they play like the home movies and you see Nipsey when he like five and he doing some dance moves and some karate moves and then he's joined by his older brother black sam and black sam spoke at the funeral as well and you can even see from the old movies and the home movies that those two dudes were close because there was no video with nipsey that didn't have black sam in it whether they were in the plane whether they went to eritrea whether they when they were kids or they were outside they were hanging out with their dad like it was always black sam and nipsey and even till recent, like it's always been Black Sam and Nipsey. Black Sam had to do a stretch in jail. That's why he was away for a little bit. But once he got home, they was right back tight. So I don't have a brother. I have all sisters. They're all older by three years or better. So I don't have a brother like that. Because the brothers that I know, the people that have brothers, they're either really tight or they don't fuck with each other. It's like no in between. Either they're really tight, like talk every day, every other day, at least type shit, or they don't fuck with each other at all. So when I was younger, I always wanted a brother. I always felt like I needed some kind of camaraderie with somebody because I grew up in a house that was three older sisters, my mom and my nieces. All women. My dad, of course, he was in the picture, but he didn't live in the home. So it's different. When you got to go visit your dad or your dad got to or your dad got to come pick you up or call you on the phone it's way different than you just walking in the room and he's there or walking into the living room and he's there or going into the garage and he's working on the car. Like it's a different type of thing when they're in the house, when they're present. You feel me? But having a brother, I guess that's what it would be like. And you could tell that his brother was so hurt, like even when he was telling all the funny stories because he told a story about how nipsey promised he was gonna build a computer and he just started bringing home these random computer parts and sam was like hey man you got to get this shit up out of here and nipsey's just like well i need this and i need this so he just started bringing home the parts and kept bringing them home and sam said when he got home one day nipsey had a fully functioning computer and this was the same computer that nipsey used to record his rap song and he said that nipsey let him hear something and it was kind of tight so Sam was like, hey, man, we brothers, so I got to have some of them jeans. And Sam was like, I tried to rap, but it didn't work. So then I just decided to push my brother because he was better at it. That's the type of people you need. Those are the type of people you need. The people that they shit ain't working or they feel like they can't do something, but they see it in you and they decide to push you and help you out. And, be, you know, it's, that's those are the type of people you need, bro. People that know how to play their position. People that could say, hey, this ain't for me. 
but I see it's for you. And I want to help that. I want to push that. I want to curate that. I want to, I want to uh, take that up a couple levels. Like I want to do that for you. Like that's the type of shit you need. And that's the type of things brothers bring to the table. So after that, you know, talking about how they obtained the business, like all of this shit sounds like divine intervention. Like the man built the computer, did music on it. And when they were talking about how they acquired the, the parking lot or the land that's on Crenshaw and Slauson, where he ultimately lost his life, he was saying that they owned the store there. And the landlord or the, the property owner would always get complaints from the LAPD and the and the district attorney saying, hey, man, you need to put those guys out. You need to get those guys out. You need to do something to get them out. So the property owner came up to him with a proposition and said, hey, you know, the LAPD, the, the DA, the pro like they want you guys out of here. But what if I was just to sell you this? Sell you sell you the whole thing. Like that type of shit is divine intervention. Like, when does that happen? When does that happen? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll buy it. And then he said they had to go around and scrape up the money. And somehow they were able to pull it off. Like, how does that shit happen where everything lines up perfectly? Like you already on one spot. You, you feel like you about to lose that one. They're trying to put you out that one. And shit just happens for you to own the whole thing to where they can't put you out. Like that shit is crazy to where you building a computer part by part, piece by piece by piece. And that's the same computer you turn around and do music with. Like that is, is weird, man. Like all of that shit is divine intervention. So when people say, you know, he was meant to do that, that was meant for him. If something is meant for you, it will happen. Those are the type of things they're talking about because the universe, God, they will, it will, it will create something. It will create, it will create a path for you. It's, it's weird. It's hard to explain, but it would create a path for you to do exactly what the fuck you supposed to do. It'll create that long as you working towards it, long as you pushing towards it, because they already owned the store. So they were already where they were supposed to be. But the rest of that shit was just icing on the cake. Like he already built the computer. But learning that he had musical talent, that was just a little ice. Like, it's always once you start something, once you get something, more things tend to come on top of that. You start to find out more about yourself. More blessings start to happen. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like, divine intervention, that shit is real. It's real. So, like, Sam was telling him those stories, man. And it was hard because it was like a up and I'm telling you, like, it was a up and a down. It was ups and downs all throughout it. From hearing his mom talk, from hearing his dad talk, from hearing his kids talk, from hearing the singers. They had goddamn Stevie Wonder there. Stevie Wonder was on the keys and on the guitar for Nipsey. He got a letter from Barack Obama. Like Barack wrote a letter congratulating him on his efforts, man. Like Nipsey was 33. Nipsey didn't have a nationally known song. He didn't have a quote unquote hit. He wasn't known in all of these markets. He wasn't a radio darling. He wasn't a pop star. But he had his funeral at the Staples Center. Like his funeral at the Staples Center. He got a letter from Barack Obama. He has Snoop Dogg speaking at his funeral. He had YG and DJ Mustard. Karen Civil. His mom, his dad, his girl, his sister, his kids. He had Janae Aiko perform. Anthony Hamilton, Stevie Wonder, Marsha Ambrosius, DJ Battlecat as his MC, and 1500 and nothing as his band. And then after that came the funeral procession. 
Now, it marked the path around South Central. Ultimately, it was stopped, you know, in front of his store on Crenshaw and Slauson. That was the last stop before it went to the funeral home. And all along that 25-mile stretch or whatever it was, it was people along the way, crowding the streets the whole way. Like, do you know how much love you got to have for motherfuckers to do that? For people to come out and see your casket drive by? To stop what they doing. To stop everything they doing. And come outside. Because coming outside, that shit is rare enough these days. People don't even go outside. But for someone to say, hey, instead of cooking, instead of watching TV, instead of playing this video game, instead of doing this, instead of doing that, instead of going out, instead of going out to eat, we're going to come outside and wait till this man's funeral procession drive by just so we could wave at it just so we could throw throw flowers on top just so we could take a picture just so we could take a video just so we can get our last glimpse of this man do you know how fucking great and love you have to be to get all of that at 33 at 33 the only other person to have his funeral in the staples was michael jackson michael jackson and now was nipsey at 33 Bro, I am 29 years old. Like, do you know how 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 much you have to fill out your greatness in those limited amount of years for people to come out and show love like that? Like the whole city. And not even only that, the gang troops. Now, when Nipsey died, he died on a Sunday. That Friday... They had members of rival gangs marching to his store to give respect in his parking lot and have a little meet and greet, a little powwow and talk about the issues. Now, if you don't know anything about L.A. gang culture, let me break some down to you. The eight trade gangster crips in the rolling 60s are mortal enemies. That war goes back to 1979. 70 fucking nine. That's when that war goes back to. It has been dozens of lives lost dozens of people in jail dozens of lives ruined because of that war because that war sparked other wars because people had to take sides either you on the A-Trade gangster side or you the rolling 60 side and the people that took those sides they started war so that war alone has sparked shit probably hundreds of deaths but they came together they walked all the way to Nipsey store together, along with some Bloods, along with some Brims, along with some Pyrus, along with some Hoovers. It was that shit you don't see. Like they have OGs and big homies from their hood that will die and you won't see that shit happen for them. So for Nipsey to get that much respect at age 33. For rival gangs that have been beefing for 40 plus years. 40 years of pain, 40 years of death, 40 years of jail, 40 years of suffering, 40 years of tears coming together just to honor this man. That is fuck that's fucking insane, bro. That is crazy. So, back to the funeral procession. It went around the city, people came out, they had flowers and uh bandanas and you know good things. They threw them on the roof and they went out and touched it, touched the the hearse and you know it was it was love, man. It was love. So when they finally got to Crenshaw and Slauson, because they they the funeral procession was out from about maybe 1:30, but they finally got to Crenshaw and Slauson maybe about six six ish. 
it was a flood of fucking people out there. I know you've seen the pictures. If you haven't, go look it up. The pictures in the videos are fucking insane. I didn't go. I didn't get to go, but I wanted to. But it was crazy out there, man. Like people was out there showing love. It wasn't no fights. It wasn't no banging. Nobody got shot. Nobody got stabbed. Nobody got beat up. Nobody got jumped. Nobody got robbed. Nobody got stole from. It was all love all love and seeing that lets me know that we're not too far gone people we're not too far gone in this world because a lot of people had an idea that shit it just is what it is now this world is evil this world is this this world is this no it's we can come together when we have to we can come together when we want to for shit like that people came together people came out and showed love man like came out and paid respect with no issues for a 33-year-old rapper, do you know how, how great you have to be? Because in headlines, it's just 33-year-old rapper. I know he was more than that. I know he was a community activist. I know he donated a lot of money and did a lot of great things and helped a lot of charities. And he did a lot of shit, helped people individually. And he did a lot of things, owned businesses, put people to work. So I know he did that. But on a major scale, once those stories start coming up, then you see people saying, damn, man, we lost we lost a good one. We lost one that was actually doing the work, like not just talking, not just rapping about it, but out there doing the fucking work out there in the hood, in the community with his own money. Not, hey, you guys donate to my, uh, my my charity. You guys donate to my 5013C. You guys don't like. No, he was out there with his own money. Opening businesses, investing in shit fixing up schools helping people out like come on man come on and you know how great you have to be for all that to happen at age 33 and i keep saying 33 because that's a young age for all that shit to happen for you to get that much love and for you to get that much accomplished at 33 street dude he ain't come from harvard he ain't come from yale he ain't come from princeton he ain't come from howard he ain't come from Georgetown. He ain't come from USC. Came right there from them streets. Right there from that block. Right there from that hood. Right there. Right there. Right there. And everything just fell into place. Worked his ass off. And I said it once. I said it again. He could have went and took his store and put it on Fairfax like everybody else. He could have went and put it in North Hollywood like everybody else. Or on Rodeo like everybody else. But nah, he said, I'm going to put this shit in my hood. I'm going to leave this right here where I was at. And I'm going to let somebody, I'm going to let people from the hood work here. And the rest of these businesses, I'm going to let people from the hood work there. All his businesses was centered around the hood. Like, of course, he had different properties and different investments. But all this shit, Fat Burger and all, like, that was all right there. Like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy the shit you can accomplish, right? It's crazy the shit you can accomplish. Because a lot of time, and I'm going to keep it real, as black men, as young black men, we feel like we don't have anything to offer. Because that's what we told. We told we we, we never going to be shit. We told we criminals. We told we this. Even from a young age, seeing the news, watching cops, 
watching shows where it's always the, the bad black guy, the bad black character, the black guy's the pimp, the black guy's the gangbanger, the black guy's the drug dealer. We see that at a young age and it becomes, in our mind, it becomes stuck. That's how you develop self-hate. That's how you develop little self-worth. When those little seeds are planted, little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit, when you notice that you treat it different by the teacher when you're in elementary school, when you notice that cops look at you a certain way, glance at you a certain way when you're a young kid, when you go home and turn on the TV and you just see gangster or, or he's a gangbanger or he's a drug dealer, the black dude, he's the robber, he's the thief, he's this, he's that. So it's not just one thing. It's all these little things. It's all of that. When you grow up and you seeing you don't got no no positive male role models and the dudes that you see and all they doing is getting high, gang banging, selling drugs, drinking in front of the stove, whatever, whatever. That's how that cycle continues. It starts early. It starts in the mind. It starts when you in school and you figuring out why is the teacher yelling at me more or kicking me out or trying to give me detention or why am I getting in trouble more than everybody else and we all doing the same shit. That's where those seeds start. That's where they start. But man, that's it's great, man. That's great. And people been trying to do crowdfunding and GoFundMe's like Reggie Bush been trying to get money for his family. His family had to come out and say, hey, we don't need any crowdfunding. We don't need any money from y'all. We good. Do you know how at 33 that bro, that 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 man. That man had his family set for life at 33. At 33, he had all this shit taken care of to where they don't even have to crowdfund. Because you got to understand, bro. I'm from an era of car washes. I'm from an era of church plate sales. That's where I'm from. Where you got to do car washes for the fucking funeral. The church got to sell plates for the funeral. Like, I'm from that era, bro. I'm from that area. Life insurance, shit, we ain't got no life insurance. So when somebody died, they sitting on ice for two, three weeks until they had a funeral. And at the funeral, they can't even, after the funeral, they can't even afford to bury them most times. So it's always cremation. That's where I'm from. Like, somebody died, okay, we about to pass around the hat. But for his family to say, nah, we, we good, we good, we good for life. Like, that's fucking crazy. At 33, that he had everything set up. Because even if you looking at the major stars, and they die, a lot of times it's like, oh, they will, you know, it wasn't in a will. They didn't have their finances set up straight. So their family about to have to go to court and duke it out for their money. But he had the mindset. He was ahead of his time that far to where shit just going to fall in place because he had a setup like that. Things just going to fall in place. Everything is where it's supposed to be. People going to get what they supposed to get. All the splits is taken care of. Like that's grown man business, bruh. That is grown man shit. That, man, that dude a legend, bro. That dude a legend. So this outpouring and outcrying the love that he's getting, it is not coincidence. When he getting paintings done overseas and murals done here and music streaming going up because it's, it's man, man. Big inspiration. Big inspiration. And I see a lot of people saying, you know, shit, the only thing to do now is to pick up where he left off. And I love seeing that. I love seeing that. I love hearing that.
I'm inspired to do something. I'm inspired to do this. I'm inspired to follow up what he was doing. I love to hear shit like that, bro. Those the success stories I like to hear. Those the success stories I like to hear because something good had to come from it. Something good had to come from this because as much positivity as he put out and much love and, you know, uh, all the good things he put out, it couldn't have just ended at his death. Like it couldn't have. We couldn't have let it. Like he couldn't just have ended there. Oh man, he was doing such good things. Now he's dead. So it's back, it's back to what it was. Like, nah. We all gotta pick up a torch. We all gotta pick up a baton and keep running, man. Like, like he said, the marathon continues. So rest in peace to Nipsey, man. I just thought, I know I did a podcast on it previously, but I just wanted to touch on, you know, the the celebration of life and the procession and you know the things that came out after that. So this is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. Rest in peace to Nipsey the Great. Peace.